words of God. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. How think ye, if a man have a hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine, and goeth into the mountains, and seeketh that which is gone astray? And if so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoices more of that sheep, than of the ninety and nine which went not astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. Amen. Thank you once again, Lord Jesus, for this amazing truth that you've spoken on to us, Lord, this promise from God. Please, Lord, bless our time in your word, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. True love in Christ's church seeks others out. True love in Christ's church visits others that need Jesus. True love in Christ's church seeks others out. True love in Christ's church visits others that need Jesus. Jesus. And, and when we share Jesus, we receive more Jesus. Right? What verse was that that we read? Um, let's see. It was, I think, in the first five there. Verse 5, And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. Right? When we share Jesus, we receive more Jesus. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. Okay? This isn't uh, just for uh, when we share Jesus with unbelievers. Right? It's when we share Jesus with unhealthy Christians. It's when we share Jesus with healthy Christians. Right? When we share Jesus, we receive more Jesus. Right? This makes sense, right? What we talk about is what our life is going to be filled with. Right? If we complain about everything that's wrong, our life will be filled with everything that's wrong. Right? But if we exalt Jesus, our life will be filled with what? More Jesus. Right? We reap what we sow. We want more God? Share Jesus. Right? True love in Christ's church seeks others out. True love in Christ's church visits others that need Jesus. We all, in that doing that, receive more Jesus. So Matthew chapter 18, verse 10. The Lord's of our word, Jesus. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. 
Okay? What does it mean to despise a child of God? Okay, what does it mean to despise a child of God? We talked about this last week, right? Our children, they come from God. They belong to God. So we raise our children to be believers in God Jesus. We don't raise our children teaching them that they are unbelievers in Jesus. Right? When we teach our children that they are unbelievers in Jesus, guess what they become? Unbelievers in Jesus. To someone who causes a child to stumble towards unbelief, who offends a child of God, who sins against a child of God, our Lord tells us, right? David quoted this verse in prayer, Matthew 18, 6, to someone who stumbles a child. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones, it is better for that person that a millstone be hanged around about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Okay. 18.10 again. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Okay? We should not despise little people because their angels are close to the heavenly Father. Right? These angels are looking constantly into Father's God's face, the text here says. Okay? In reference to angels, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14 says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Okay? So the angels of our children are in the royal courtyard of God, which means they are close to the king. Okay? Jesus is teaching us about the reality of things, right? So we are making the wrong enemies when we look down on these little ones of God. All authority in heaven and earth belongs to our Lord Jesus. Right? We said it earlier, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. All authority in heaven and earth belongs to our Lord Jesus. This world is not headed to hell, right? This world belongs to the Lord our God. And what our passage today teaches us is, quote, the world government of God is directed toward the smallest person and the smallest people. The world government of God is directed toward the smallest person and the smallest people. Bible commentator Matthew Henry said, Let not earth despise those whom heaven respects. Let not earth despise those whom heaven respects. Okay? So by the speech of our mouths and by the actions of our lives, do not cause one of God's children to stumble towards unbelief. Okay? How about a Christian who isn't taking God very seriously? The same thing. We're not to look down on them. 
We are not to treat them as insignificant little people. We are not to further encourage their unbelief by talking to them and treating them contrary to our Lord Jesus, who says, Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. Right? The same thing for an unbeliever. We're not to look down on them. We are not to treat them as insignificant little people. We are not to further encourage their unbelief, right? By talking to them and treating them contrary to, to our Lord Jesus. Right? The next verse. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. Amen. Verse 11. Right? So whether an unbeliever realizes it or not, they were created by God and they belong to God, right? They are God's child and he has come to save them. And whether or not God chooses to make them come alive unto our Lord Jesus, that is not for us to know. And therefore, it should not change how we interact with that unbeliever. By the speech of our mouths and the action of our lives, do not cause one of God's children to stumble towards unbelief. This is why Jesus is teaching us that dealing with our sins is so important. Because our sins do what? They cause unbelief in not only ourselves, but also unbelief in those around us. Matthew 18, verse 8. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot causes you to sin, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life lame or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Right? This is why our confessions of sin is so important. So God can cleanse us of this. Our sins, our offenses against God and God's children are not only keeping us from God, they are keeping those around us from God. By the speech of our mouths and the actions of our lives, do not cause one of God's children to stumble towards unbelief. For the one who causes unbelief in someone else either believer or unbeliever, it would be better for that person that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Okay? And, and as we're going to see next week about holding one another accountable, this doesn't mean that we don't say the hard things of God into people's lives, right? We actually are, are committed to do that. Hey, brother, you're not following Jesus in that. Right? We hold each other accountable. We're, we're keeping one another from sinning against God. When we say nothing, we're compliant in their sin. Matthew chapter 18, verse 11. For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. Right? Are we teaching others by the words of our mouth and the actions of our lives that this statement by God is true, right? For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost, right? Again, this is a promise from God. 
The Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. So are we teaching others, including our children, to look to God and believe and trust Jesus based on this promise alone? Right? You want to be saved? Look to Jesus. Or are we causing unbelief in others by teaching them to examine, look at, and place faith in themselves instead? To look to themselves for salvation instead of to Jesus for salvation, right? That's what the world is doing. They're offering a counterfeit salvation. It's counterfeit. It isn't going to do it. But that's what the message is. Do this, do this, do this, do this, and you'll be saved. There are only ever only two options. Either we are pointing people to themselves for salvation, okay, which is unbelief in the promises of God, or we are pointing people to Jesus for salvation. True Faith, right? Trust, belief in the promises of God, right? For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. We are not to teach people to put faith in their actions towards God. That's unbelief in God and belief in ourselves. We are to teach people to put faith in the action of God, right? God becoming flesh the person of Jesus, and then Jesus will lead us to take action for God and thus to love our neighbors as ourselves, okay? For it is only Jesus that can create true love in Christ's church that seeks others out. For it is only Jesus that can create true love in Christ's church that visits others that need Jesus. Our last verses today, 18, 12 through 14. How think ye, if a man have an hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine, and goeth into the mountains, and seeketh that which is gone astray? And if so be that he find it, Verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more of that sheep than of the ninety and nine which went not astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. All right. We are to love one another, right? We are not to sin against one another. Because Father God is in constant pursuit of all of his children. Right? This is why we don't sin against each other and lead others into sin, cause little children to stumble. When even one out of a hundred sheep goes astray, God pursues that one. God does. Jesus says that the Father is not willing that one of these little ones perish. If you are a child of God, take a minute and let that glorious truth soak in. Right? Father God cares for you and he is committed to pursuing you as his child. Amen. That's why we don't look to ourselves. Because only God does this. 
Again, Jesus' strong warning. Don't cause any child to stumble. Don't give them any reason towards unbelief. To put faith in themselves instead of the promise of God. Why not? Because Father God cares for you. And he is committed to pursuing you as his child. So do not turn away from him in unbelief. Father God cares for you. And he is committed to pursuing you as his child. Okay, that promise alone from God, right, far surpasses a bazillion times any sort of faith in yourself that you could muster up, right? God cares for you and he is committed to pursuing you as his child, right? We need to stop looking at ourselves and we need to look to Christ. Amen. Let's look uh, in closing today at John chapter 10. I wrote it down. It's uh, page 636 in your pew Bible, guys. John chapter 10. John chapter 10, we'll start with verse 14. Hear the words of our Lord Jesus. John chapter 10, verse 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Skip ahead to verse 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are completely and totally always unified. Okay, God cares for you and he is committed to pursuing you as his child. These are the rock solid promises for the child of God. We need to stop examining ourselves and one another and instead look to the great shepherd of our souls, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if this is how much God loves his children, then this is how much we must love one another. We must pursue one another, particularly when one among us wanders. Because this is what God does. True love in Christ's church seeks others out. True love in Christ's church visits others that need Jesus. Let's pray.